Part two of episode number seven, understanding the world at war and Veterans Day in America. Now let's zoom back down to planet Earth and its disagreement and dysfunction. So why Veterans Day? America has pretty much been at war since its inception, right? Why? Why are we at war? Well, we fight for freedom, right? Starting with our first American victory at the Boston Tea Party, we've continued our plight for freedom all the way through freedom's most recent Boston Tea Party, which was January 6, 2021, or the so-called Insurrection Day. We fight for freedom, right? Here's some of the battles we've fought in between. Again, the Boston Tea Party led to the American Revolutionary War, fighting the British in their insatiable quest for control. World War I, we're fighting Germany, Austria-Hungary, and the others in their quest for control. World War II, we got Germany, Japan, and Hitler's insatiable quest for control. Vietnam, now we're fighting those pesky communists in their quest for control. More recently, the Gulf War, fighting Saddam Hussein in his quest for control. And most recently, again, January 6, 2021, we find ourselves fighting our own government and its insatiable quest for control. Do you see a pattern here? It's freedom versus control. Humble human beings want their freedom, and selfish ones refuse to relinquish their control. It's a common theme in all wars. Turning our attention back to the world wars, why was America on the good side? What made America the humble ones justifiably fighting for the God-given right to freedom? Turns out America had done something unheard of in all of civilization. They created a document that protected the good guys from the bad guys. It was a first, well, at least in terms of providing actual protection. What was that document called? You guessed it, the Bill of Rights. That's right. Humanity at some point realized we need a document or written words to provide the protection that spoken words could not. Why the need for written words? To protect the good guys from the bad guys. Who would oppose that, right? Ever looked at the Bill of Rights? Before we do that, what kind of planet needs a Bill of Rights to protect the people from the human beings that govern their planet? What kind of planet, you ask? A planet controlled by the wrong people, or what we like to call the dark side. Again, our terms like evil empire and the dark side are terms of endearment, inviting these people to join us for a group hug. <laughs> so back to the Bill of Rights. With closer examination, turns out the U.S. Bill of Rights is closer to begging for mercy from demons rather than some strong stance for freedom. Again, why would human beings need to unite and create such a document? Why would the people of planet Earth need protection from those and their quest for control of this planet? Here's your Bill of Rights. Again, more so begging for mercy than taking a stance for freedom. This is from archives.gov. The First Amendment is our right to free speech. It also protects the rights to religious beliefs and practices. Who would oppose that? The dark side. The Second Amendment protects the right to keep and bear arms. Now, who would oppose that? The dark side. Here's where we begin to beg for mercy. The Third Amendment prevents government from forcing homeowners to allow soldiers in their homes. Before the Revolutionary War, laws gave British soldiers the right to take over the private homes. Now, 
Who would oppose that? The Fourth Amendment bars government from unreasonable search and seizure of an individual or their private property. Who would oppose that? The Fifth Amendment provides several protections for people accused of crimes. It states that serious criminal charges must be started by a grand jury. A person cannot be tried twice for the same offense or have property taken away without just compensation. People have the right to plead the Fifth and cannot be imprisoned without due process. It seems fair to me. The Sixth Amendment provides additional protections to people accused of crimes. Who's accused of crimes in this country? Such as the right to a speedy and public trial. Witnesses must face the accused, and the accused is allowed to be represented by a lawyer. Makes sense to me. Seventh Amendment extends the right to a jury trial in federal cases. This is saying if the feds come after you, you got the right to a jury of your peers. Get this one. The Eighth Amendment bars excessive bail fines and cruel and unusual punishment. Again, what kind of a civilization requires these types of words? The Ninth Amendment is saying, wait a minute, wait a minute now, in case we miss something. Okay, this states that listing specific rights in the Constitution does not mean that people do not have other rights that have not been spelled out. Again, a plea for mercy. And the Tenth Amendment says that the federal government only has those powers delegated in the Constitution. If it isn't listed, it belongs to the states or the people. Did we get that last one? It states that the people always maintain power over the government. If the next generation is to have any chance to remain free in a world ruled by the dark side, it's these all-important words. The Tenth Amendment states that the people, note that it's only the American people. Other nations have no power over the dark side. But it states that the American people always maintain power over their government. Now, from a spiritual standpoint, I believe it's these words, the Bill of Rights, that make America God's country. And it's these words that must be understood if the millions of soldiers are not to die in vain. Okay, to finish here. So what's the solution? The next generation needs to establish a clear distinction between American ideals a.k.a. our Bill of Rights, from that of the establishment American government and its political bankers. While exploiting the American ideal, i.e. freedom, the American government has bankrupted the next generation in mountains of debt, exorbitant taxes, and asinine interest rates. America's two establishment parties, the Democrats and Republicans, have joined in ineptitude to all but destroy the prospects for the next generation. This is not a personal attack or an indictment of any human being. But let's be clear, both American parties have become so inherently corrupt that there is zero chance they can correct themselves from within. It just doesn't work that way. Those that don't partake are no longer welcome. Did we get that? With all of the Washington establishment's good intentions, America's Democrat and Republican parties have an inability to correct the inherent corruption within. Why is that? In my humble opinion, it's simple. They've forgotten the 10 reasons that our loved ones did not die in vain. Well, that's it for part two. If you decide this episode will be beneficial to someone you know in the next generation, please send it to them and check out our previous episodes. Now, stay tuned for part three, where we run this 
script into an AI video maker. <laughs> and please reach out directly to me if you've got any opinion on what was just said. Thank you for listening.